Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Sweet 206 podcast with me, Miguel, and um, I'm here with my boy, Jack Coyne. What's up? <laughs> and um, we're chilling here, man. We are. Dude, I've been really wanting to get you on the podcast for a while. Um, what took you so long? Dude, you've been out. What do you mean? You were in Colombia. You were doing all types of stuff, man. You're out here doing your thing, Jack. It's true. It's true. You're a busy guy now, dude. It's true. I've been all over the place. Um, but I'm here in New York for a while now. Dude, I saw your um, I saw your your uh, latest Instagram story with that guy, uh, Chef Sam. Chef Sam, the <laughs> homie. Dude, I don't know. It's just it's just so interesting to see you doing your thing now because I always felt like you've always should have been doing your your own thing, even when we were working yeah. at Beam. You know what I mean? Well, I wasn't ready to do my own thing yet, you know? I had to uh I had to build up a little bit more sort of not confidence, but like confidence in my ability as a content creator and as like an online personality, right? So being able to do that stuff with Beam, being able to produce news stories for Beam News, you know, put myself out there, interact with you know, whether it was like the young politicians in Kansas yeah. or going out to Iceland and seeing those dudes with or, the cryptocurrency guys or whatever. Like or going to uh, Waffle House. Going to Waffle House <laughs> with you. Spending a lot of time with Jake, like seeing how Jake Roper was on camera and how he turned it on. And like, I was like, you know what? I, I, could, I could probably do this. And then just experimenting with it. That I just by the time the beam stuff ended, I'd been doing that for whatever, five or six months. And I had so much more confidence. I was like, I know exactly how to do this, what I need to do. I don't need to hire an editor. I don't need to hire people to work. Like, I, I know how to do all aspects of this. So let me just try and do it. Dude, for, for, for a lot of people that don't even know me and Jack, some people that don't know, uh, me and Jack used to work together at Beam. Um, Jack was, you were, what, you were a producer. Yeah, I was a producer. Before that, I was... Uh, Worked on the product team, uh, and before that, I was a um, community manager. I ran managed community, and I did like all the business administrative stuff. And I had a lot of wore a lot of hats at Beam. Dude, it's crazy that I've known you for like now. I'm like looking back at it, like three and a half years. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> you want to tell the story of how we met, dude? So honestly, Jack, like, yo, you're you're the you are honestly the main reason that I'm even here right now. Like you're the the one guy. Yeah. Well, technically, I hired you. Exactly. So you're you're the one guy that gave me that the chance. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, dude, to be completely honest, you were the turning point in my life, bro. To be com- like straight up, my I was I used to my whole life was on some different track. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was on some delinquent shit. To be frank about it, it was just my whole life changed when I started working here. Yeah. You were all just buying <laughs> sneakers all the time. Oh, you still do that. You're still constantly <laughs> buying sneakers. Yeah, man. Fuck. That's a, my other friends just started buying sneakers. And I keep telling them, I'm like, dude, just don't do it, man. The sneaker hustles for real. But you can make a lot of money. No, dude. no, no, no. No, I mean, that's that's another thing. If you're taking, if you're looking at it as like a business, that's a this very This is a sidetrack, but I got these. Hey, I got these uh, Virgil Abloh Nike shoes. 
The Vapor Max. The Vapor Maxes that I paid 200 I, like I guess like I was entered some raffle or whatever and they were like 250 bucks and that's expensive. But I didn't want to uh you know, I was like skeptical to spend that and then I was like whatever, I could probably sell these. And then I sold them for $1000. Dude, so it's real. And then I just cashed a real. check. I didn't even do anything. I just brought them down the street to not Flight Club. What's the other place called? Stadium Goods. Stadium Goods. And then I, next thing you know, I have a check for seven hundred fifty bucks in my pocket. I didn't do anything. How much All I did had they to do? Was sign up, put my credit card, pay two fifty up front, and then next thing you know, that was their commission, right? They cash in the bank. Uh, they took a ten percent commission. I want to say. Yeah, and can you imagine how many sneakers are being sold through that? Site? Constantly, they're you know making I mean? bank over there. Serious bank. They're making bank. But we said that because the side note was like you were in the sneaker game. I don't think the sneaker game is bad. It's just over hyped or there's so many people in it that there's too much competition it's, it's very hard unless you have some crazy plug it's very hard to uh and like I, I was never really like in the sneaker game i was just like i'm just i've always ever since i was young i've just been very into sneakers like mm-hmm. even my like me too dude i blame it on my mom my mom would always just your mom's into sneakers yeah <laughs> no she would always yes see i got my jays freshies, on freshies yeah man like my mom just always i don't know she always liked shopping and so she always made it a point to like keep me fresh when i was young which i'm really appreciative of yeah but and like now it's yeah my mom this. did that too we'd be up in marshall's and tj Maxx yes. and stuff on the regular i'd be like looking through for some polo shirts shout out to marshall see that's some real shout out shit to marshall's <laughs> that's some real shit. shout out to Mar- only the real ones shopping marshall's baby and tj Maxx. can't forget tj Maxx. tj is my boy tj Maxx is my boy dude um ross you ever go to ross yes fuck ross <laughs> I've been there before. Like I remember, Ross is whack, dude. Ross is like the Ross is like the cousin who who was like in jail for a while. And TJ Maxx is like the one who like got ahead in life. I know a lot of people that were like <laughs> that that felt weird about shopping at TJ Maxx and and Marshalls and Ross. Well, like when I was in high school, bro, I still go in there all the time. Real shit. When That's I was a kid, shit. I was looking so fresh because my mom would take me to Marshalls and I'd go through all the racks and you find really really hot items yeah. and sneakers too yeah. sometimes. Yep. No, a lot of my friends they 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 find good pickups like oh sne- my God. like today. Nowadays. The best pickups. To- nowadays they still do. And if you go somewhere weird like outside in New York or someplace where people don't aren't like, you know, hype beasts or whatever. Yeah. You can get way like really fly stuff because people are sleeping on the really fly stuff. I used to be obsessed with Lacoste. Oh hell yeah! And my, I would have my grandma on it because she would go there every single day because she didn't like, have a job. She was just <laughs> tired or whatever. And I'd be like, "Grandma, give me a little cost." And she used to every time I would see her, she'd be like, "I found this shirt and this shirt," and she would hook me up with like three or four Lacoste shirts that she got that were like always a little bit messed up. Like something was like a little, a little bit off. off. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a little too short, or a little like some weird thread was. The the line but wasn't like those ones. Yeah, those up. ones are hot. Like that. That's it. It's still the real thing. Dude, shout and out it's to like grandma. Seven dollars. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out to your grandma. Shout out to This podcast is brought to you by TJ Maxx. And Marshalls. And Marshalls. They're the same company. You know that, right? No. They're the same thing. And home goods. That makes sense now. Damn, we're really off track talking about TJ Maxx. We've been talking about TJ Maxx first. I tweeted this out. Everyone's like, why why am I here <laughs> listening to you talking about TJ Maxx? No, that makes sense though, because they all look the same. Like the the interior, like the setup on the inside. Um, I get, where, where, where did we like stem from, from sneakers? You, so it was like, you were like, oh, you hired me. I didn't know what I was doing. Oh yeah, then... yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. So yeah, man, like I kind of knew what I was doing. I, I wanted to be involved in like cameras 
and I was like a huge fan of Casey. Yeah. Like a lot the, of people. Uh, Me too. I was a huge fan of Casey like when I found out about him when he was like at 300,000 subscribers and it was the Mercedes video. It just kept popping up in my YouTube feed. Yeah. And I watched it and then um I started like backtracking and then I found his show on HBO and then I just kept watching all his stuff. And then um I So why why did you like his stuff? What was it about his videos that you liked? I think it's the fact the editing. Okay. And like the continuity of his cuts. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people on YouTube weren't doing that at all. And then I just thought it was a like a, a raw take. Like the footage looked really raw and like it didn't look super polished or anything. And I remember watching the Mercedes video and I was like, oh, this is an actual car commercial. And I, I just thought it was really cool. And then so I just kept watching him. I kept following him. I didn't like my job at the time I was working at. Well, I liked the job. But it's just the people started like getting weird. Yeah. Um, and then so I decided to quit my job. And then I told myself that I was going to work for Casey Neistat. And, um, and I, how I, I long just, was it between that and when we met? So that was like two months. Oh, it was two months. It wasn't like two hours. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. And then like that's the thing. It, it's. It still blows my mind when I really think about how it, how it happened because I feel like I'm the one fan that actually got through. You know what I mean? Like the one fan that actually got through and, and actually became his intern. And what then, about your boy Patrick? He wasn't a fan. No, no, no. But th- this is like Patricio. He he got in through like Dylan. You know, from two ten and like Dylan referred him. And, oh, he was working with Dylan first. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like he would he would do PA work, and then and then Patrick got put on by like a recommendation from Dylan. But yeah, anyway. So like I just remember um how you put me on and you gave me a chance. Like I met you in the stairwell, dude, and I was like, "Yo, man." Yeah, which is you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you should never do that. Don't go inside someone's building that's trespassing. And I was like, I'm trying to get rid of this guy right now. <laughs> and then you sent me your resume and like some stuff and you were like look like you were going to work hard and i really actually needed to hire someone yeah so that this is what i this is what i've been dying to ask you it was like yo what what made you just i needed what made you say okay to me? i needed to hire someone really bad like i've been having like various different people and um so i've been needing to bring someone in and i needed someone who was just going to do like really like like shitty jobs like shitty tasks and just be willing to do like the worst stuff like and just like have us put their head down and just like grind dude i came and i tried to tell you that from the beginning i was like well this job sucks so bad like nothing's gonna be fun and it's gonna suck for years dude and if you want that okay like you can get a shot but you have to understand like it's gonna suck so bad and you're like no i'm down i remember the like i'm i'm coming from a commercial photography job i was working at a studio in new jersey and i remember reading the email from you saying like we don't have any positions open but we have some janitorial position we have a janitorial position open and then you specifically said there's no interaction with casey whatsoever and you're going to be mopping floors and cleaning are you okay with this and i remember my immediate reaction was 100 percent. yeah that's that's the key right there. I think that's like, I had to sell that idea because 
most people who wanted to work there were like, I just want to hang out with Casey and like tra- make movies and travel the world. It's like, no, I'm not just going to hire some kid off the street to travel the world with me. Are you crazy? Yeah. Like, no, prove yourself first. Like, show me something. I will hire you to, to like mop the floors or whatever we, we need to. Like, all that stuff's important when you're growing a business. Like, you need to have someone like manage this office or whatever. But, but no, like, there's this, like, I get, I get emails from kids all the time that are like, yo, like, Jack, like, take me traveling with you this summer, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't even know you. Like, I don't even want to bring my friends traveling, like, my actual friends, you yeah. know? Like, I, the, I, that's, it's not about you. Like, I'm on a journey to do my, a certain thing right now. I'm trying to make something happen. Like, if you're not going to be adding some value, you're just making it harder for me to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. And that's, I think, where, where what Casey's point was and my point was with him is like if he has to worry about you know some kid who wants to do whatever with him or make some movies with him or whatever it's taking away from him just being able to accomplish stuff um and so what how can you add value to him you can do the jobs that no one else wants to do and not be annoying and then if you prove yourself at that then you can get access to some other things you know and work your way up from there yo it's crazy because I went from from an intern and then that immediately escalated to becoming Casey's studio manager. And then after that, while I was his studio manager, I also became Beam's office manager. Uh-huh. And then I went Casey, the Casey studio manager position turned full time into Beam office manager. Yeah. And then that turned into being an associate producer for Beam. Well, Beams grew so, so much. Like, that was kind of the secret. It's like I had to sell you, like, something that looked like shit and see, and so you could prove that you're willing to do that. And then once you prove you're willing to do that, it's like, oh, wait a minute. This company is about to grow, so there's opportunities here. And so if you're in a position where you're in a company that's growing, even if you're at the very bottom and you, if you're working really hard, people see that. That's what, that's what people value the most is someone who's w- willing to work really hard. It, it blows my mind when I really look back at it because I feel like it just happened to be like the timing was really on point. Like it just worked out. The timing just yeah. worked out because it was right before Casey really blew up on YouTube. Like it was just when the vlog, like it, it was in the beginning of the vlogs. Mm-hmm. It just started. And um, I just happened to run into you. I, I just took the chance at the right time and things just worked out. Yeah. That blows me away, Jack. Every yeah, time. Yeah, you almost got fired the first day too. No, 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 dude. That was that was the third day. That was, oh, the, third, that was the third day. Third day. So yes, the first day, dude. The first interaction I've ever had with Casey was. I remember uh, there was another intern here, and uh, Casey just painted his TV white, or spray painted white, and um, we were putting like uh, French cleats on the backs of the TVs with like yeah. plywood, and the one intern was like, "Hey, I got to go early." can you take over for the, can you take over for me? I'm like, yeah, sure. He already had the TV on the floor. And, um, so I started putting the wood, the wooden French clean on the back of the TV and Casey walks in. So I just keep my head down and then, uh, keep working. He asks me, why is that TV on the floor? And I was like, oh, um, and I didn't really say anything. And then he lifts it up and he goes, it's scratched. And I was like, fuck. And, <laughs> And, you know, like, that, was, that wasn't, I didn't put the TV on the floor. That was the other intern. But that doesn't matter because that's all that Casey saw. And then he didn't say anything. He just 
I just kept working. Yeah, but we also almost killed somebody. That that was the third day. That was the third day. <laughs> so that was the third day. Like, dude, Casey wanted to. We were we were installing the AC on like this third. Wi- like, I don't even know how to describe that. Like, the window's so high. Accidentally shattered a window and it broke on the Broadway and some glass fell. And, like huge panes of glass fell on the street and they were like where there's people walking. Yeah, I remember when the glass Cause fell. Because those windows were so old and they should have been replaced and they never got replaced. And so it was like so fragile that like it just barely even got tapped and it just shattered. And you were like, oh shit. Dude, I, I just remember it was the third day of me working here and you were like, yo, go downstairs and check if everybody's okay. I go downstairs. Who's there? Dude, Casey's there. <laughs> And like Josh or somebody, uh, the the building manager or the owner of the building is just there talking to Casey, and Casey's just shaking his head, sees me, and yeah. So that He's, was that was that was yeah, that was rough. But then see, like, but I'm still here. I still managed to be here. And, yeah. And I, yo, thank you, Jack. Is basically where I'm trying to get. Yeah. At. Thank you, dude. You, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, no problem. You made a you made a big change in this person's life, bro straight up and now you're here making a podcast yeah now i'm here with a podcast but you could have a podcast too dude it's so it's so like podcast and it's crazy because what what still blows me away is casey wanted me to be a part of this whole thing that he's doing next door you know everyone like the whole thing would beam happen yeah because you work hard and you're capable there's not that many people like it's it's weird that it's hard to find people who are willing to work hard and who are capable I think like the same is true with Patrick. Like, yeah, it took a while to find Patrick. Yep. Right. And he's like someone who just, all right, I'll just do it. I'll just make stuff happen. Absolutely. So if you have that attitude, that's why you and him are kind of a good team too. You just like whatever's whenever as this new three, six, eight ventures growing, having you guys being able to just like make whatever needs to happen, happen. That's a huge benefit to him and his coming. He knows that. That's why he hired, he has both of you guys around. Dude, and I, it takes a lot of like manpower to like manage an oh op- a huge God. operation. Like that's a huge office. There's so much stuff that's happening, and my understanding is that they want to just like do a ton of stuff there and constantly be building new experiences, making you know like new people are going to be coming in and out all the time. It's going to be changing a lot. I don't think it's just going to be a static space that they make once and then that's it forever. I think it's going to be like constantly evolving. Same way stu- Casey's studio is constantly evolving except constantly. it's 20 times bigger so you know you need a lot of people who can like make that happen it's gonna be exciting dude i don't know i don't know anything you know more <laughs> than i do but it's gonna be exciting i think either way whatever happens down there and i'm glad that that office i'll still be able to go in there like when the first the, that was the thing that made it's me weird. the most sad when when they were like beam shutting down moving everyone uptown i was like damn this office is so good this is the end i'm not gonna be and then casey's like no I'm keeping the office. I was like, yes. So I can come visit? He's like, yep. Yes. Yo, you I know love what, this office. You know what's... So r- cool. Who has an office that's on the ground floor? Like, I always thought... When I was growing up as a kid, like, I always thought it was so cool to have a ground floor office in New York. Like, it's so wild. Like, most people, you go up, whatever, in an elevator. Being on the ground floor, there's something so, like, weird and, like, unique and funky about that. It's like a store... But it's an office. It's a place to hang out. Like you're right on the street. You're like right in the thick of New York City, like griminess. Like it's so dope. It's a clubhouse. It was like a little so clubhouse. Dope. That's what the people at CNN were saying. It's like, oh, you guys have like a clubhouse. You don't have a doorman. 
you have a front access and we had a back access and it like you said it's on the ground level of new Dude, york City. yeah i mean i grew up in new york and on the first floor like our cribs on the first floor too like we didn't have a doorman like you just walk in you're like in your crib like so tight you know what the office really needs though is some outside space 100 percent. like if there was a little patio you could go to that would be dope that's like the next level Maybe there is that window in the back. Yeah, that like was supposed to get fixed from day one. We're never, working on that. Is that going to happen? Yeah, that that's going to get fixed. But because that was that like the fact that that didn't get fixed in the two and a half years, like that was such a disappointment. Because that whole back, like, yeah, you get natural light back yeah. there. You get to see what's going on outside them. Like, yeah, that was a huge failure. That that, but it's weird because there's like walls all over the place. It's kind of a small window. It's yeah. like a weird setup back there. No one knows what we're talking about unless you've been in the office it's like so such a weird one day <laughs> yeah you guys watching f- this or listening to this will understand no I'm but pre- there's a back window that's like blocked out i'm pretty right sure now. that'll be in like the vlog like the construction or whatever you'll see it okay um dude the biggest thing for me that was a a, a shock when uh beam ended was uh not ended when when me and you uh, there was three people that got to go and us two were two of the three yeah. and not having free lunch, dude. Oh yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> it's like five thousand. Steve told me it was five thousand dollars a year or something like that. So thousand dollars. So a at year. Beam, we would get free lunch every day, um, and that I thought that was a huge. I gotta huge say, perk. dude, I've lost like fifteen pounds since we st- <laughs> since we stopped getting free lunch because it's just like. It would be like, what's it to eat? And you just order like a huge burrito or something. You were good about eating salad. I was like, I know I can order whatever I want. I'm going <laughs> to eat something like fucked up. And I would eat like just gross, not gross, delicious stuff, but I would eat really unhealthy stuff. And I would have like a 2,000 calorie lunch every day. And then on top of that And then we had breakfast snack. too. And I was going to say breakfast. A couple breakfast. days a week, like there was egg sandwiches, bacon, egg and cheese. I would eat like four of those. And then I was just like a fat slob sitting on my desk all day. Now... Being out, traveling, making videos, whatever. I don't have time to like be eating. And we'd it's have funny. A, we'd have unlimited snacks too, yeah. dude. I eat like I eat like a maybe I have coffee in the morning and then I have dinner. Like I'm just grinding all day. You know, I don't have time to be stopping and eating. I'm not even thinking about food. Whereas when you're in the same office all day, sitting you're down, you're thinking about you're like, damn, like when's lunch? Like, and you're like waiting for lunch, and then like eleven thirty, you're like, all right, I'm ready to eat lunch, and then like then you're like at two, you're like, all right, I need to get a snack. All right. And then by the end of the day, you've had all this food because it's like the break from sitting at your desk is to have some food. I don't know. No, I feel it's you, man. Great. It's great. Like I, it's like from a financial perspective, yeah. Like it was rough. nice to have free lunch, but <laughs> dude, like I think it's I think it's crazy how how I think it's awesome how how quickly you've grown on like YouTube and your whole like online presence. Thank you. Because I remember even before. You did your um, what really happened at Beam video. Mm-hmm. You were doing regular YouTube videos about um, this week as a as a Knicks fan. Yep, dude. So I'm a big fan of that stuff. Here's the thing: those videos were something that I did in my spare time. Yeah, about a pretty specific subject matter that like most people don't care about. Like most people who follow me don't care about the Knicks. You know, like you only care about the Knicks if you're like from New York and you like basketball and you're willing to root for a team that's sucked for the last like 20 years, basically. So it's a very niche audience. And I was trying to just put that on everyone like, yeah, like this is what I want to do right now. But the reason that I did that 
was to practice making YouTube videos, practice putting myself out there. Like yep. if you want to make YouTube videos, that's like you as the host and star vlogger, whatever it is, the best thing you can do is film yourself and then edit that footage. Cause each time you're like, damn, like I sound super awkward yep. when I'm saying this, or if I act like this, it's weird. Or if I look at this thing, it's weird. And so you learn pretty quickly after a few times of filming yourself and then editing it. What do I, how do I sound more now? How do I have to act to actually sound like myself or actually seem normal, come across as like engaging and whatever. And so doing those Nick's videos and doing producing stuff for Beam was just like to practice getting better at doing that. So then when I started like doing YouTube for real and doing vlogs or whatever, I knew how to be on camera. I knew how to put myself on camera and like come across as like, oh wow, this guy's professional or whatever this guy's excitable i'm down to watch him no that that's a good point because i started doing i went out when i went out to utah recently i made it a point to just make some videos because i just wanted to make content and the thing that i noticed that i did like three three videos back to back like every day and i edited the same day and just cranked them out and the thing i noticed is you start really picking out mannerisms that you're doing and then you start changing them because you're like oh i don't like how i do this and totally you, you can only go through that process by actually doing totally it. and that's it because you don't know how you how nope. you come across nope. when you're just talking yep. to someone you know you can't see yourself it's until you put the camera out there and you're like oh wait that's really awkward when i do this or whatever and it's also different than in real life it's not like looking in the mirror like you perceive no. yourself totally differently when you're on camera because the camera picks up stuff the lighting just the way like the framing everything it's not real. It's like, it's artificial, right? So you have to recreate, you have to act a certain way to make it seem even more real. It's kind of like ironic that there's so much artifice goes into making something look more real. Like if you want to film something and make it look like how you actually see it, you have to light it super artificially to make it, to create this like natural look. Yeah. Which is insane that you have to do that, but that's just the way cameras work. They don't work the same way as your eyes. And so vlogging is like, can be like that on a small scale too. It's like you have to, or else everything looks flat and weird. Your personality is like weird if, unless you have everything. Have you gotten over this? Like I have this thing with when I'm vlogging or what, whatever. No. Have you, you no. haven't gotten over the, the awkwardness of like carrying no. a big camera it like, or in public and people are like looking at you? Yes and no. No it's like still awkward if there's a bunch of people around like people will laugh like i was filming stuff a few times and people are like you hear people like laugh they're like look at this guy this guy's a nerd and then i'm like wait a minute i'm like embarrassed for a second i'm like wait a minute i'm getting paid yes you know what i'm saying yeah i'm getting paid <laughs> fuck the haters exactly no you know like if you if you love something you want to do it you want to make these videos like the video if you're willing to put yourself out there film yourself in these situations be like yo what up YouTube I'm out here blah 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 then it come like the video is better at the end of the day so it's like what do you care more about having a good a sweet ass video or in that weird moment looking cool in front of someone you don't know. That small weird moment. It's a small moment. It's a second. It's a second where you're like, yeah, I was in D.C. earlier this week filming outside the Capitol. I'm filming myself. I'm like, what's up, guys? Like, we're out here in front of the Washington Memorial. And uh, <laughs> these people around me are like, what the heck? And then I was looking back at the footage. I'm like, damn, I'm glad I did that. Because yep. in the moment I was embarrassed. But this is a great shot 
yep. of me with this monument behind me. Like it looks cool. So whatever. It's just. And some- when you're watching the YouTube video later, you're not like, damn, that's awkward because the perspective nope. is totally different. The perspective is just you. It's not you holding the camera and all this sh- stuff that's happening around you. So, so yeah, it's 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 something you just have to get over. Yeah, and and like honestly, dude, like if you're getting paid, it helps a lot too. Oh, what? If of you're course. getting paid, you're like, I don't care. I I will. I don't care how embarrassing this is for any whatever. This is my job. You know, my job is to be out here filming this, and that was a big part of with beam helped me get over it is like when i was producing a news segment i mean doing that doing that in kansas people are like who the heck is this guy and you're like i'm a i'm a reporter i'm telling this story i'm, I'm a filmmaker i'm making this thing happen so like as embarrassing or weird as that is like this is my job i'm just doing my job that so. always helped too just always being able to be like oh we're with cnn yeah, and the people. Just but now I'm like off. I'm doing the same thing. I don't exactly. Know, people, the same amount of people are watching my videos on my own platform than they were watching my videos when I was with Beam. So it's like I'm still it's still the same same thing. It's the same thing. How many subscribers do you have now, Jack? I just broke two hundred thousand yesterday. Dude, congratulations! Thank you. There it is. Two hundred. Did I drop back below? No, no, no. Two yes, finally. One hundred, homie. Finally. Love it. Dude, one, um, I got fi- I got fire has 1.7 million views. Should have monetized. Dude. Wait, wait, so it wasn't monetized? Uh, no. None of my videos are monetized. Well, none of them? No. What's, There's what? not a lot of money in the monetization game, you know? It's very little. Got it. It's like, that. I got fired. 1.7 million views, I probably would have made like 900 bucks. Which is not a small amount of money. But still... That's not what a but lot of But if I had had that from the beginning, my, my objective wasn't to get $900. Yeah. My objective was to tell this story. Yeah. And put that out there in the world. So and, and then that helped me sort of launch just from that video. The first few videos that I did, it grew pretty quickly. So I also think that that was great timing on, on your end, like coming out with that video when it happened. You have to, dude. You can't sit around and wait. You know, you have to. That's the way the internet works is you have to be constantly putting something. You have to stay on top of the story because people forget about stuff so quick. So quick. And when that happened, it was a big buzz going on about like, oh, shit, Beam, Casey Neistat's company. And I knew that when I yep. made it. I was like, damn, I got to make this happen right away. So yep. I started working on it right after I got fired. Yeah, dude. I remember I remember like the I remember you were like showing like the edit and it was a lot longer than than that actual video. And I remember. I remember I was like, damn, Jack's doing it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Jack is fucking doing it. But, yeah, I, I think it, a lot of things really come down to timing, man. And, yeah. And it, it's it's uh, it's amazing where you got. And now you, you came back from Columbia. What, was, that, was that a... Columbia. Whole, that was, was that like a YouTube thing? Or no, what, Columbia that was, a was a personal trip that I planned before I planned the fall. I was like, going to take time off from work and go. Oh, okay. It was just a vacation with friends. My buddy's bachelor party was out there. So his party was a weekend. So we were like, let's just travel. Me and my boy Chris were like, let's just travel for a week before. Yeah. Explore. Because I'd always wanted to go to Columbia. I heard it's amazing. What's your verdict on it? My verdict is that it exceeded my my wildest expectations. It's so dope. It's the coolest country I've ever been to. It's incredible. It is incredible. How long were we out there? Incredible place. 
like go right now if you can go go on your next vacation go to Colombia it's amazing um did we just get paid is that what that sound what was what was that Oh, uh, how long, how long were you out in Colombia? I think you just got paid. You just got a $5 token or something. I don't know how Twitch <laughs> works. All I know is Sam's Sheffer is always like, yeah, I got subscribe. I got a token. I got a $5 <laughs> token. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I got a hundred people giving me tokens. I'm like, what? Hey, shout out. I don't, to... I don't understand Twitch, but all I know is that people are making money on Twitch. Shout out to Sham Sheffer, man. Sh- Sam Sheffer, dude. He's doing Sham Sheffer. He should change his name to Sham Sheffer. <laughs> It's got a nice little ring to it. Um, how long were you out in Colombia, dude? I was in Colombia for nine days. How long is the flight? And I survived. How long is the flight? It's not long. It's like five or six hours. Oh, dude, that's not bad. That's like no, it's close, dude. It's close. It's just below Mexico. Okay. Just at the very top of South America. So, we flew to Florida, transferred, bam. Next thing you know, we're in Medellin. Where was the crazy city? So nice. So like. You think that Colombia is going to be dangerous and sketchy Dude, because of drugs, drug dealers, and whatever, narcos, and all that stuff. It's not. It's not sketchy at all. It's super safe. Probably there's unsafe stuff. Of course. Places, but super safe, super nice, a lot of money, a lot like amazing people, great people, a lot of cultural stuff to do, delicious food. It's beautiful there. The weather is unreal. It's, dude, it's amazing. I think I think the fear always stops a lot of people from traveling too. Like you said, you would think that Colombia is dangerous, but I mean, New York can be dangerous. Anything could be dangerous, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, New York's not dangerous. Not anymore, at least. <laughs> no, but there's still parts. There's. There. I will tell you this: before I went to Colombia, I was driving around the whole country a bunch, right? And I went to all these places. There's places in this country that are way, way scarier, way scarier than Colombia, you know? There's just places in the U.S. where people are so drugged out and poor and there's no opportunities and there's crime and it's just like, and they don't like you. They're like, who's this guy coming from New York and blah, blah, blah. It's like this very like antagonistic, sad poor like small like little towns that feel like they've been left behind right and you're much more likely to get robbed or shot at or whatever there than you are in Colombia, where they're like tourism is is booming and it's like boosting the whole economy they're like hell yeah like americans like we're glad that you're here like you should have been here a long time ago like welcome you know like we love to have you what about what about when you went out to thailand was uh I went to Vietnam. Vietnam. Vietnam's amazing too. Vietnam has the most amazing people. See, like, did you did you feel beautiful, s- beautiful people who did are you feel so s- nice, oh, did, so safe? Did you so feel safe, safe out there? Not unsafe at all. See again, you I, know what was crazy? A lot of people think it's dangerous out there. What was crazy to me about Vietnam was a lot of times you go to a third world country and there's a little bit of like envy of you as an American person, they're like, damn, I wish I had, I wish I could have your American status or whatever. There, they wouldn't trade places with you. You know, the average relatively poor person who's making $5 a day or whatever, $10 a day in Vietnam, they don't want to trade places with you. They're happy. They love their lives down there, which is like, that's pretty amazing to be around that, that spirit where everyone's just hyped all the time. It's beautiful. You have the beach. Everyone's riding. There's like not a lot of cars. It's all like motorcycles. Yeah, I saw that. Scooters and stuff. It's sweet. It's sweet. It's also like this tropical. Dude, I, I love I love place. those shirts that you got made out there, man. 
Those are dope. Yeah, I got those shirts made. Those custom <laughs> shirts, they're so sweet. Yeah, and they're custom. I'm so- glad that I got them. I went in, I walked by this like custom tailor person, and she had these patterns, and I was like, hmm, maybe I-. my buddy who I was with was like, we should get some custom shirts made. And I went in, I was going to get like one or two, and then the girl who worked there, she was super nice, and she just like kind of like was like, get, get more, get more, I'll give you a discount if you get five. I was like, damn, all right, fine. Somehow I ended up getting five. <laughs> and she's like, come back tomorrow. Like, they're ready. They're all, she's you know, fit, fitted me up, whatever. I come back to the next day. I was like, oh, these shirts are crazy. She's like, get more, get more, get more. And they're custom, so nobody else has them. And I was like, uh, all right, I'll get more. So I got two more, too. So I ended up with seven shirts. I loved your I loved your title for that. It was something like your first brand deal. Mm-hmm. And see, like, I remember I was like, oh, shit. Jack got a brand deal. Dope, dope, dope. Let me check this out. And I was like, oh, wow. It's, <laughs> it's not even, it was like a reverse clickbait title. And Dude, I'm I'm a fan of your stuff, Jack. Like, thank you. I love I love I love the way you narrate your stories from like like you you give it structure. And I, yeah, I, I try to. You know, I I I think what I've learned in doing film production stuff and doing YouTube, whatever, for the last seven or eight or nine years, is that the best thing that you can do is tell a clear, concise story. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's very like trite. People say that all the time, like oh, storytelling is okay. No, but like it is. It's storytelling is important, but it's like make it simple. Just like make it so obvious. Just like lead me, hold my hand down this path through this like narrative of what you're saying. So I've taken that to the extreme, and that I like create this frame around all my videos where I film a bunch of stuff, and then it's like me and being like, okay, so in this episode, I'm gonna go to the store, I'm gonna buy a coffee. And then I'm gonna drink it. Here, here we go. And then I like do that. You no, know? I didn't literally do the coffee one, but like, no, it, you know, it's about like hammering the people over the head so that, you, and then you meet their expectations because they watch the beginning of the video in the first twenty seconds. They're like, damn, he's about to go to uh, a restaurant in Vietnam or whatever. And then they watch the rest of the video, and I go to the restaurant in Vietnam. So I like I meet, and they get to see exactly what they signed up for in the first twenty seconds, and they're waiting until the end, like to to get to that climax or that punchline or whatever. I don't. I've never, I've never seen anybody on YouTube like do do videos like that, and that's why I thought it was a little different. Where you're completely narrating. Thank your, you. Your vlog, dude, and I'm a big fan of that. Thank you. And I think that's what it is. It's like you're meeting my expect, like you're setting the expectations, but. You're also, you're meeting them. You also have to understand as a creator what stuff you're good at and what stuff you're not as good at, right? And you need to take advantage and emphasize the things that you're good at. And so my best skill as a creator, I think, is my personality and me talking to you. And that's also tends to be the most boring thing on YouTube is just people talking to the camera. So how do I do a little bit pepper that throughout the whole video and then show you a bunch of other cool, exciting stuff? So I almost, I think of it as like my primary source footage and then like my secondary. And so the primary is all the stuff that you captured when you were on your adventure or whatever. And that stuff is like cool and it's exciting and it's like raw and it's authentic and real, whatever. And then the secondary is me talking about it. And I really lean on that second stuff because... I've just, I've like I said, practicing, filming myself, whatever. I've gotten a lot better at being like, okay, talking to the camera, being excited, fired up about something and connecting with the audience, I think. And so I'm able to sort of leverage that skill 
to tell a bigger story. I'm not great like Casey's someone who in the moment when he's experiencing something can capture it in a really, really cool dynamic way. I'm much better at reflecting on an after and being like, yo, this is what I learned from this experience. This is what I saw. I'm like getting people to care about it through just talking to them. It's crazy how I feel like a lot of the stuff that I learned working for Casey just transfers over into like real life, like into the rest of my life. And I'm like, I'm, I'm bringing that up because I'm seeing the way I've always seen the way like you break things down and the way you analyze and, and, and look at things. And I'm like, yo, your critical thinking skills, Jack, are like through the roof. Yeah. So I'm thinking about going to law school now. <laughs> critical thinking. No, man. Like seriously. And, I, and I've always like admired that. and I've always looked up to you because of that. And I think a lot of that goes to the credit of being in that in that space of like Casey Neistat's studio, you know, and like the whole get shit done attitude really filters and flows over into like everyday life and i don't know like would you say that casey's had like a huge influence on you obviously like in 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 working for him has 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 that transferred over to like you know everyday life or man i'm fucking up this question no 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 you're not no (laughs) i i know exactly what you're talking about uh yeah um, it's just his leadership style. And I tried to do the same thing when I first hired you is like, don't ask me questions, figure it out. You know, don't, don't like the more times you ask me questions as like a subordinate, the more it's just like, no, I'll just do it. I don't need your help. You know, cause like, ob- when you could obviously do it when you're helping someone and when you're working for someone you should be able to do it as efficiently as possible and without having to ask a million questions. And the truth is 99% of what you're getting asked to do, the answer of how to do it is out there. So you shouldn't, your first re, people's reflex is to be like, well, how do I do that? It's like, you know, you, you were t- telling me about building the set. It's like build this set, make this yeah, that thing yet, happen. That and they yesterday. ask you that they, yesterday, you, you know, you're like, build this infinity wall or whatever. And you're like, immediately in your head, you're like, well, how do you want to do it? How do we do it? And it, But you don't ask that question. Your first day, you would have asked that question. How do you want me to do this? But you've learned to not do that. And you've learned to be like, you know what? I'm going to just make it happen. I'm going to build the thing that I think is right. I'm going to do it the best I can. And then whoever asked me to do it can come look at it and say, okay, this is right or this isn't right. Can you change this or whatever? And it stops being this abstract thing that they're saying, oh, like, you know, you're actually making something happen on your own. And you like, you know how to do that because you can just watch a YouTube video that's like, how do I build this set or whatever? See, and what can I like? And you think about it for a second. You don't need to think about it for days and days and days because there's a tendency. I think people are scared yes. or people are unwilling to just dive into a project and they just overthink it. It's yep. like, just, just start doing it. Just figure it out, you know? And like, if, if there's a part of it that you don't understand how to do, look it up yeah figure that, it out that's like, there's so much expertise out there you're the better answer than you asking me how to do something i don't really even know how to do it i don't know how to tell you how to do it there, but there's tutorials online that are actually really good at telling you how to do it so just take that step on your own um so i that's kind of like a long-winded answer but that's the thing that i learned the most working with casey i think that i tried to impart onto you is like 
you don't need to ask a million questions. Like get clarity of like what the vision is and then execute that vision to the best of your ability. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people just struggle with getting over the overthinking part. And that's where I was bringing up the whole fact that all that stuff has really like overflowed into other aspects of my life where I feel like a lot of people go to work and do their thing at their job and then their job just stays at, like as a nine to five thing. But, but I feel like a lot of the skills and a lot of the things that I've learned from Casey or from you in the studio space, it's just overflowed into everything else into my life. And I just find it really interesting that that mindset really can improve all aspects of your life where I look at you, I, I, I look at Oscar, I look at all the people that's like worked with Casey and had to like do these things and work and like work for them, like think for themselves, think on their feet and try to get shit done for themselves. And they're all, they're all in really good places. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whenever I would talk to Oscar and ask him for tips about like what I could do to like make the studio better or how I should be, he would always just tell me the same things that you would say is dude, just, you know, just do stuff, just do stuff try to figure it out on your own and you know ask questions later like have something done uh yeah there's when i first started working for casey full-time there he had another assistant before who had like he just like left a lot of stuff like like wrong like there were these, there were these like tax problems that were coming in there was all this mail and he was just ignoring a lot of problems so I inherited a lot of like issues from him that needed to be solved like a lot of things in the studio were broken or were getting fined for something or you know there's this question from the tax person or the books hadn't been done right for years and like so I I started working there and it's like all these problems that I have no idea how to solve no idea. I don't know how to pay. I don't pay taxes. I don't know how to do this business administrative stuff, whatever. I don't know what a 941 form, whatever, any of that stuff is. And instead of like, I could have just been like, I don't know how to do this. But because I was like, you know what? I'll just figure it out. That's how you learn how to run a business. Like most people who own businesses, they don't, they don't know the answers to all those questions. Like you start a business and you just like take the first, you just take the first step, right? And so it's like, okay, let me file this form, put this business together. This is what I want to do. And then in a, two weeks, whatever, you get a letter from the New York State and they're like, oh, this was improperly done. This form wasn't filled out. You're not registered for whatever. You don't have this insurance. Whatever that problem is, you get that form. And they're like, all right, here's another challenge. Let me just solve this puzzle. And you figure that out. And then the next thing comes along. You figure that out. Like anyone who, who starts a business will tell you they don't know anything that goes into running a business. And every business is different and different challenges arise along the way. But being successful at it is being willing to solve those problems and not having to turn to someone to tell you how to solve all those problems. Some stuff, yeah, it makes more sense. Like if you have a bad tax problem, go to an accountant. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but before you go to the, like, look it up. Like, is there a way to figure it out? Like, the internet has the answer to everything. Every every problem that's existed, people have come across that problem and they've tried to solve it. They've solved it before and they've written about it on some forum or they've made a YouTube video about it or whatever. Use that stuff as, like, guideposts to help you figure out how to solve the problem. That's what life is. It's just problem solving. 100%. And, and, it's not hard to solve problems. It's hard to start to solve problems. And so it's just about your willingness to be like, okay, 
I'll do this. Let me figure it out. Let's go. Yeah, that's that's why I think everybody struggles. And yeah, I think that's what you're uh, you're talking about with Oscar and me or whoever's worked for Casey. Casey had it himself. Like Casey didn't go to he didn't finish high school. He yeah. didn't go to college. Like he and then he started a business and he just like problems come up, you figure out how to solve them. And the more times you do that, the better you get at life. The easier life exactly. gets. You have the cheat code. And so many people are out here not even trying. Yep. Just complaining about shit. Yep. And yeah, it's easy to complain. But, like, you're a sucker if you're constantly complaining about stuff. I don't know, man. Like, I, I had this crazy – I got into an argument with Anna Laura recently about this. Like, she's, she was complaining about something. And I was like – Anna Laura's – My girlfriend. Yeah, people Yeah, people may not know. She was – something was bothering her. And I was like, listen, like, are you healthy? She's like, yes. I'm like, is your family healthy? Is anyone sick? Is anyone dying right now? She's like, no. I'm like, are you hungry? He's like, no. Like, then you don't have any problems. Real problems. Exactly. You know? Like, that's so many people, so many people's problems are just manufactured because they don't have real shit to worry about. Like, your whole, what's everything that's going on in here goes back thousands of years, right? When people Dude. were first came about, it's this animal instinct that's like, I need to eat and I need to survive. That's it. Whatever. I need to have a shelter, whatever, all that stuff. Like, those problems for 99% of Americans are solved. You know, so as long as you put that into perspective and you're not out here starving and you're not, you have your health, everything else is easy. You're blessed. You know, Marlon always says that. He's like, every day, you woke up today, you're blessed. So once you, like, you just got to keep reminding yourself that. And then when all these little things worry, like, if you really want something, don't let, like, these little challenges get in the way and, like, stop you from doing it. No, man. Like, just solve the problems that's there. Just get after it. You know what I mean? Like. It's simple. People are out here complaining, but they spend hours a day on Instagram. It's like easy. Maybe get off Instagram, solve your problems, and you'll be happier. They won't be hanging over your head. I remember when uh, Casey was doing the remodeling of his studio. I was doing all that. And I remember it was taking a while. And I would I would just talk to you about it. And you were like, dude, if what's bothering you is the fact that you have this thing hanging over you. And I was like, fuck, Jack's totally right. I just need to just hammer this out. And so I would just spend weekends, stay nights, and then just bang it all out. I remember I surprised Casey with it because it was a mess when he left, like, Friday. And then I stayed all weekend, just cleaned everything, fixed everything, did everything right. And then when he came back Monday, he was... Sam. No worries. Um, and when he came back Monday, he was just, he even put it on the vlog, you know, he even said like, oh, uh, he was talking about how he was complaining about the studio being a mess. And he goes, oh, shout out to Miguel. Thanks to Miguel. You know, he, he got it all together. And it was just because I stopped bullshitting. I stopped questioning everything. And I just put my head down and, and went to work, man. Like that's like the, the Nike slogan, dude. <laughs> Just do it. It's such a good slogan. I it's, told you I that though. You would come, you would come multiple times. You came complaining, and I was finally like, Miguel, shut the fuck up <laughs> and do it. Yeah, because you were like, and you were this like, is you hanging over your head. You're if, right. If you, you get st- this done, you stop being upset. Oh, look who it is! The guy who doesn't respond to my texts. Jesus. You text me before I wake up in the morning. So I I texted you, and then I wake up at like noon, and I'm like, yeah. I can't You're like, damn, morning. I can't. I'm too crusted. <laughs> That's right. I'm wiping the crust out of <laughs> my All right. eyes. All right, little guest spot. You want to say something? Sam. 
you asked me a question about the Ziyun Crane. Uh, worth buying V2, I think. It's, it's such a clutch piece of gadget to have. Like, when you have it, you'll find yourself using it a lot. Like, the difference between handheld and completely stabilized is game-changing. Shouts. Thank you, Sam Sheffer, the one and only. Uh, we were talking about a uh, camera stabilizer. Sam, could you pass me the camera stabilizer? Yeah, we're talking about the stabilizer. Stabilizer. That, that, what is, Why is it, did I gimbal, not bring right? my camera today? Is it I was like, oh, I'm going to bring my camera. Yeah, and then a, I just didn't. You're a crusty egg, dog. I'm such a <laughs> sucker. Sick true blue threes, dog. Dude, the reason. So th this this is what. Hey. Oh, you got it up, Pat? Oh, Pat, Sam. Where did you get these? Colin. You bought these? Like... I got these on. Uh... Well, like you bought them. I bought them. I bought them retail, though. They were around. They were available. I bought them from some store in the Bronx. You're a sneaker beast, dog. I am, you know. High key, dog. You put me on. Jack is doing his thing. Look at this shot right now. I love that. <laughs> Can't even see my face anymore. Hey! Um, but yeah, Jack, you should totally get the stabilizer, dude. Yeah, my manager has <laughs> been telling me to get it. You have a manager, Jack? Yeah, Sam's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to, to Mike Sheffer. That's right. Sam's, me and Sam have the same manager. Yo, I mean, you guys are killing it on YouTube, man. Chef Money. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, the crane. So he was like, he's like, he's like, dude, you're killing it on YouTube. Like, your stuff's great. Like, if I had one criticism, like, your shots are really shaky and, like, it looks like shit. <laughs> he's like, you need to get one of these stabilizers. Wait, who said this mic? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, sick, dude. Thanks. Jeez. But it's true. It would be helpful. I also am shooting something. I'm shooting a project right now, a commercial project for someone. And I need stable shots because it needs to look professional. Like for my own YouTube channel, I don't care. But for like a brand, like it, I need to make it look good. Yeah, man. So now you're working with brands. Yes. And, dude. See, that's awesome, Jack. I'm so happy for you, bro. Like I I'm can't... working with a super cool brand right now. I can reveal who it is, talk about it. Because I'm you, the you, boss. you could talk about the brand. Yeah. Uh, what brand? I'm working with a brand that my two friends from high school started. It's called Matcha Bar. It's a matcha company. Jack, could you sit? Over? I can't. Like. You, you can't see me. I'm no. throwing you off. Yes, yeah, throwing I'm me just, off. I'm just. It's throwing me there off. There you go. That's Matcha Bar. So okay. it's they have a couple cafes in New York, one in L.A., but they have these bottled drinks. Dude, I'm a huge fan of matcha. Bro. They're the best in Whole Foods. They're so, delicious. So they have a new drink that's coming out this summer. And so I'm doing the launch video for that drink. Um, so it's not like me in a YouTube video. It's all for them, for their YouTube. Dude, that's dope. And so I'm shooting a bunch of stuff with them. Like They have a bunch of celebrity investors. Nice. So I'm like, I need to just be professional. And so th these are from your friends from high school? Yeah, they started that company, which is so sweet. That like is. That's why... I, they hit me up, like, saw some of the videos I did. They were like, we think you should do this because, like, you're our boy from growing up. But also it's, like, this entrepreneurship whatever thing and the style's right. And, like, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I would love to do this video. Let's go. So have you been working with other brands too, though? Uh, yeah, I've been working with brands on my own YouTube channel. Um, well, that's the one we were talking about at the beginning, Chef Sam. I'm working on uh, HelloFresh. Sam Sheffer did a HelloFresh video. That was pretty dope. Thank you. When I when they when I pitched when I, or when they when I was talking to them, they were like, "We have some sample 
videos here of what your integration could look like. And you're like, I know that a little bit. <laughs> and they were like, they were like, there's this one that's really good that we that we recently did with uh, a fellow named Sam Sheffer. And I'm on a conference call with your brother, Mike. <laughs> and the brand, I'm like, yeah, I obviously know Sam. And I've obviously seen this video before. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike's oh, like, God. yeah, I know. It's my brother. I negotiated the deal. Like, I'm like, geez, small world, man. Jack, would, would you go back to a nine to five job now? Doing your thing? Uh, no, I don't think so. Unless it was like a really cool, like when Adidas is like, hey, we want you to become our head of oh, creative. Yeah, I'll yeah. be like, yeah, I'll work for you guys. No, I, I, not anytime soon. I'm focused on YouTube right now. I'm like, I got some money saved and making a little bit of money now. So I'll be able to do this for hopefully for a while. Dude, are you, are the you guy who, who really put me on and who made me realize you could do it is sitting right behind us. Sam Sheffer. Dude, he jumped into it. What he two years a year ago, two years a year ago? ago, killing it a year ago, and he's he's out here. He didn't get evicted from his house yet. Nah, man. But remember, you got to talk into the mic, dog. You got to about- you got to put in the work, though. You can't just like wake up and drop everything. There was like a really good viral retweet that I saw that had like sixty k retweets, and it's like there's this notion on the internet of like, oh yeah, do whatever you want and live your dreams nah. and just go for it, like. That's cool, but like you got to be realistic about this stuff. Like, you can't just quit your nine to five job that's paying your rent and just like go start a YouTube channel and make five dollars a month on AdSense and expect it to work. Like, you gotta put in all of the work until like the side thing becomes the main thing. Okay, thank you. Yeah, man, I think a lot of people confuse positivity with being naive. Yes, do you know what I mean? Like, like, don't be naive, man. Like, there's there's nothing wrong with being positive, but also don't be naive and be. This is real life, man. I mean, Sam. Sam worked for like eight years yes. for different tech Companies, publications. Yeah. I worked for eight years in like YouTube production stuff. Yep. So it's not like oh, I'll just start this and everything will be fine. It's exactly. like you, I I had been. It's something that I've been doing for a really long time, and I'd already built up somewhat of an audience online, Dude, yeah. outside of YouTube. So yep. it was like it started to transfer. Yeah, honestly, I feel like you were the face of Beam. To be honest, Jack, like you were. Yeah, thankfully, a lot of people who who were Beam users like liked me and like watching my YouTube videos, so that helps. I yeah, knew man. how many users we had at Beam, so I was like, I could probably get most of those people to watch my videos at least. Dude, you were also like a. I feel like you were a loved character in Casey's vlogs too. You know what I mean? Like everybody just loved you, bro. Was loved. <laughs> it's all past tense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing, dude. It's 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 wild though to see you doing your thing now. And like I said, I'm just surprised that you weren't doing it sooner. You know, I've always thought while we were at Beam that you should have had your you should have been a host of like your own segment. Because I'm like, dude, Jack, Jack, should, Jack, Jack has a has an yeah, audience, man. And I probably should have, but I wasn't in charge, so I didn't get to make those calls. Yeah, man. Next time. Next. <laughs> now, nah, you're doing your thing, man. You know, like you're you're your own boss now. All right, M- Miguel, let's make some news. What's up? Tell the audience something that they don't know about about what's going on in the world. About I what? know you know some secrets, dude. I know secrets. you know some stuff. The only secrets I know is Casey's doing a podcast. Then that's not really a secret. Ooh, but you've already he's recorded already. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. Has he? Like, <laughs> I built a set 
for the podcast. Wow, Miguel out here. Breaking news. <laughs> Miguel built the set for Casey's podcast. It's lit. Dude, I mean. Is it Patricio's about to walk in? Is that Patrick? I just heard a, I just heard a code, a door code. Did you not hear that? Nah. Am I tripping? You can hear that? Oh, you have one ear. I was like, I was about to say, what the fuck? What's going on with you, Jack? You got any breaking news to, to tell the world, man? Breaking news. I got a couple. I got a video or two videos coming out this week. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get them done. This HelloFresh Chef Sam collaboration. It's my first foray into a cooking show and had a blast making it. I think it's going to be fun and hilarious. I hope people like it. I don't know. Oh, dude, did you end up going with uh, beef or chicken? We made steak. Okay. We did steak. Um, is that what is it? You went with you went with what the? It was Argentinian steak. Yeah, that was the poll. That's what the people wanted. Sixty nine percent voted for steak. It was sixty nine percent, baby. When I checked, it was sixty nine. It might have changed. But we'll go with sixty nine. What's up? Four hundred twenty people voted. Sixty nine percent. Just don't mind me. No, dude, not at all. Do you think, Sam? Are you doing like an overhead what's in my bag shot? That is literally exactly yeah, I know. I see you. You need YouTube, dude. Hey, <laughs> I see you, Doc. It looks good on wood floors, so I've been told. Sam, what camera do you use on this crane thing? The one that's being commandeered for the vlog cast. That ADD. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. I, I'll, I'll pick that up and see how heavy that is because. <laughs> no, no, dude. You should really use a lighter camera. No. Yeah, man. Use like, a use a heavier. Use thing. a use a, a grip. Yeah, or have a beefier grip. A beefier grip. Yeah, because I use the ADD on that with a uh, a Tamron lens, sixteen to thirty five or something like that, and it's barely barely doing it. It's a little too heavy. Yeah, but this if, is heavy though. Yeah, if you have like, if you got to be strong like bull. <laughs> I want to use this. I will be strong like bull. Gotta start lifting. Um, so, Jack, where you been working out of lately, bro? My apartment or coffee shops. Dude, we should get a studio. Depends dog. what I'm doing. You have a studio. We're sitting in it. <laughs> no, man, but I'm you, like, I'm like squatting Sam, in like Sam's. Patricio, there's a million. I'm like squatting here, dude. Patricio, Let, shout out to Sam for letting me use the space, no. man. You know what I would like to see? What we keep talking about, Patrick. This whole podcast we're talking about Patrick. I want to see Patrick do a shot for shot remake of Home Alone where he plays Kevin McAllister. <laughs> Don't you think that would be sick? <laughs> Dude, he looks like he he shaved his beard recently. He looks like Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, dog. He has no beard. No dude, beard. He is a different person. I'm sure, dude. Dude, no he beard. He was deep in the beard game. He looks like Kiefer <laughs> Sutherland. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to come down. Uh, Jack Bauer. He's in 201 right now? Why? Oh. oh, so that was him. That was him. Yo, tell him to come in, man. Yeah, we've been waiting. Here he comes. Doot, 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 doot. This is exciting. The tension's building. Yo, isn't it? It's, it's kind of crazy, though, that like from doing YouTube videos and editing stuff to going to live, it's totally different, dude. Like right now, people. Remember when I used to do live videos at, for Beam all I the time? I remember um, I, was, I was watching this recently. Uh, the top five top five live baby the greatest app of all time <laughs> huge mistake the reason beam 
So wait, wait, no, no. Happened g- with Beam give people context as to what that top, top five. five. They didn't keep going. Top you, five you is an give them app. Context. Top five is an app. Hey, if it isn't the man himself, Kevin McAllister. You look the same, dude. No, no, you guys are bugging. No, 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 no. This is not recorded, dude. They took recorded. So, yeah, top five live. Top five live is it's an app. We were experimenting for like two or three months. Um, I was working on the product team, and we we were broken up into a couple different groups, right? And so my group, it was me and like three engineers. And we came up with this idea for like a live streaming platform. How do you make live streaming easier, more accessible to people? Yeah. And it was all for Facebook, right? So the, the biggest problem for me with live is that people get off track and they don't know what they're talking about and they kind of just ramble. And it's hard to follow exactly what they're saying. There's no format and there's no way like, okay, how do I get to the end of this video? What am I, what am I sitting here waiting for? And so we came up with this concept that was let's – Give people something specific to talk about. So it was top five. It was a top five list. People love lists, listicles, BuzzFeed. Oh, dude, what? It's a multi-billion-dollar company. They do great. It was built off of just lists. (laughs) People just love like clicking on lists. Yep. So we came up with this idea: top five live. Let's give people a bunch of lists that you know they can talk about already. Top five pizza toppings. Top five whatever your favorite five things. And we get there were a couple samples that were in there. And then you could make up your own totally. And so where it really took off, I mean, it was just in beta. It never was like publicly released, but we got had friends and family and stuff using it. And some people really liked it. It took off as like a comedy thing because people would just do hilarious lists of like my boy Henry did my top five, top five woods, <laughs> top five types of wood. And he just went through the list and was like, you know, balsam wood is great for whatever. And it's just like hysterical. Yeah, and it's in a live format, and and you would click through, and it would have pictures of like now I'm at number five, blah blah blah, and you'd count down from five to one. Remember David Letterman used to do that top ten, yeah, ridiculous top tens. That was the basically the concept. It just gave you something to talk about. Are you interested in doing anything live at all, Jack? Top five live. If we bring back <laughs> top five live, I would do that every day. It was so fun. It was so funny, dude. This whole this whole pod like, I even doing this thing live is weird to me. Doing yeah. this whole podcast thing is weird to me. Like, yeah, that's a new thing now. Is podcasts? Podcasts are all live, dude. Like I'm, they they used to be. You would produce it, and but now all these people are recording. Yeah, man. Live streaming, twitching them. It's like you got to watch it live, but then you can listen to it later. Yeah. Download. I wonder. What do you think most people do? Watch it live, or they download and listen to it later? I'm gonna say most people download and watch it to them and listen. Are to you gonna them later. edit this down? No, Cut out man. the parts where I'm. No, not even just straight. Just put it out. The whole. Why do you wait so long to put so, it? So, so the thing is this. So, when we're doing it live, so you can you can tune into my Twitch channel and watch it live while it's happening. And then, since I've been recording every, like last week, I recorded like three podcasts. And what my plan is is I just re- release those recordings once every Sunday, so I have stuff in the can, in in, in like in the queue, so it's a consistent release. Okay, thing. that makes sense. Yeah, and then if if you're a big fan and you want to see the people live you can tune in that day dope you know what i mean um dude i'm i'm this is like i don't know why jack but i'm nervous like I've, i always say this in like a lot of my episodes but like i guess it's because this is all new to me and i'm really getting over this whole thing of like feeling awkward or i like I, i'm not an uh, interviewer dog yeah you know you know what i mean like I, i'm not i'm not a host I've, I've never really done stuff like this 
but I know I this is something I want to do and and back to what we were saying like yo I'm just I'm just out here doing it you and you, I would like you listen to a lot of podcasts yeah I love podcasts you just got to under like the people who are really good at it are just good listeners and they know like okay let me bounce off this thing yeah that this person said let's jump off this point and that's what's exciting and you gotta for be, me man. you gotta be willing to sh- shut people up and be like yo wait wait say that again do this you gotta be like very in charge no and then and that's the thing that i'm 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 having fun with is that i'm learning things like how we were saying when you review your footage on youtube you see things that you do. totally and so i'm learning every time we do a podcast like what i should be doing and then and then i'm, I'm like watching our podcasts back and i'm listening to them i'm like okay so i wasn't really controlling here i wasn't doing that i wasn't doing this so i mean i'm just learning as as we go and i would would love to ask you like is there anything you're noticing now that like you could give me tips on or anything no dude just be real crushing it (laughs) i don't know i i think this has been a good podcast oh hell yeah dude i mean uh i i think a lot of people would want to also know that like how you even got started with uh with Casey because I feel like not a lot of people know that um how did I get started with Casey or like how old were you when you started with Casey though? 19 I I was summer after my freshman year of college my buddy was like you should check out these dudes the nice that brothers you'd like them a lot I was studying film in school I was into like filmmaking stuff and being a hipster indie guy and all that and here are these like two hipster brothers like making sweet videos and they had a show coming out on HBO. My friend was like, watch the show, I watched it. And as soon as I watched the first episode, I was like, damn, I got to work with these dudes. This is, looks dope. What they're doing is cool. I like the style. And I found an email online and I sent out like a cold email like, what hey. Year, what year was this? Uh, 2010. Okay. Um, I was like, hey, I want to work for you guys. And some, the dude who managed their studio reached out. I mean, hit me back and was like, come on, come in on Monday. Let's meet and talk and figure it out. And I just was like, started working for free. I was like, I'll work for free. I just want to be around and be helpful. And then I guess I was helpful. Because I kept getting brought back and then I started getting paid. And then, you know, the rest is history. Now I'm here doing recording a podcast with you. <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Um... Yeah, man, like I'm I'm trying to figure out how to like do this whole conversation thing and how to drive the conversation. Like I said today, when, before we started, like I don't even I didn't have like a list of questions. Yeah, nothing. For me and you. Nothing. You've just been freewheeling. Yeah, man, because the other times I've, I've had questions and I, I thought it was weird. Like, like, oh, so question one or, or here's I have this question for you. And well, it's good probably to have like bullet points. You don't need to have questions, but like bullet points, if you like want to talk about specific things like. Okay, it'd be cool if we like got to this and this and this and these three things. Yeah, you'd have like a structure. Because the last podcast I did, I was telling you this earlier too, was was with Jeremy. And um, how was Jeremy? It was good, man. Like it just completely flowed. And that time was the first time I tried to do a podcast with no bullet points or questions. I just we just free flowed, and it went really well. I think that's coming out Sunday. Um, and I I think like. Now I feel like I'm struggling a little bit, but I don't know. I, I was just, dude, you just gotta don't tell them that you're struggling. <laughs> hey guys, Miguel takes all that stuff back. He's not struggling. He's doing fine. Yeah. yeah no, you yeah. just have to like 
be really confident and if you're not confident pretend you're confident i guess no i mean like, like what's up it's miguel we're out here another episode let's get it done it's miguel with the breakfast club <laughs> ebro in the morning nah man you know i'm just i'm just being real and i think because like throughout the process of course it's going to improve and i think it's a cool thing to be able to like look back because this is episode five you know what i mean like this is look at Jesus and Mero. Like they, those guys, they're just like from day one, crushing it. They're like, no, that's true. That's a good so point. That's a good point. Confident and just cracking jokes, just being themselves. Like the more you could just be yourself and just be out here. I think that's, that's what, what people want. They that's don't what want I, you to be like, oh, well, I don't know. Just be like, yo, it's Miguel. Beer, 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 beer. <laughs> that's I mean, what I really like about the whole yourself. the whole podcasting too. Is is you don't. This, uh, or podcasting and being live is like you don't really have to edit things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, dude, one editing takes a lot of fucking time. Yeah. That's it's like crippling. Editing. Yeah, I gotta man. do that. Damn. I gotta edit all day today. Are you? I made some progress. I have a video, the Chef Sam thing. It's like twelve minutes long, and it should be like five minutes long. So I just gotta like figure out. Cut shit out. Oh my god, so that, much. That's the toughest part. Dude. Gotta kill your babies. No, you have to. Sam, no. Oh, you just got paid again. That? That's another token. Oh, who's following? Is there is there somebody like? Is there any way we could see it? Oh yeah. Oh, another another thing, Jack, that we do is like at the end of the show, like fifteen minutes at the end, we'll we'll take questions from like people. Watching. All right, let's do questions. I want to I want to get some questions. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, let me know when you're good. Wow. Oh man, there's. I didn't even realize that people are Twitch coming what up, in. Twitch. Yeah, so I guess if anybody has questions for Jack, me, Sam, shit, Sam's in the background doing his thing. I guess, uh, yeah, feel free to ask him now. So that Colin, that sound is somebody subscribing. Do 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 do. Interesting. <laughs> no, no, it's just it's just interesting to just hear that stuff, man. Wait. What's up? Oh, if either of you could have any person of your choice featured in a video or podcast, who would you choose? Ray William Johnson. Hey, Sam says Ray William Johnson. That's a classic, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so it's the highlighted question, Jack. Oh, if either of you could have any person of your choice. Elon? Um, Kanye. Kanye. Or Barack Obama. Damn, I was going to say Barack Obama. He's cool as fuck. Or Trump. Yeah, I was going to say, Donald Trump is, that That would be a, I don't know, man. I was going to say Barack. Um, follow Jack. I mean, no, Trump would be the best. Trump I mean, would be the best. Like, viewer, are you talking about, like, for results? It would or? just be, co- it would just be fascinating to talk to him. Yeah, you can't Trump that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> next question. Anybody? I don't know. I think I think we're good for now. The rest are more statements. Everyone just keeps saying stuff. Just like, is that Alvaro? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Alvaro. Alvaro commented. He was saying he loved working for Beam. Yo, shout out to Alvaro. Dog. Shout out to Alvaro. Oh man. Alvaro, the king of New York, the prince of New York, I should say. Yeah, Alvaro was a. He had a good personality too, man. Like great for, personality. He, you should have Alvaro on the podcast, dude. Real talk, Alvaro, <laughs> come here. 
Get on Miguel's podcast. Come here right now. You can just record it right after this. He'll show up. Watch. Alvaro. Dude, you should absolutely have Alvaro on the podcast. That He's wild. Hilarious. He's too wild. He's wild, man. But he would be funny. Yeah, he was doing he was doing good with his like beam live stuff, right? Yeah. What else? I I think we're good on the questions there. Nobody's answering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we commandeered Sam. Sam's camera. got cameras for days in here. Dog, they call me the Sam the cameraman. Dog. Hey, Sammy's cameras. Isn't Both? that the place in LA? It's called Sammy's or Sam's. Yes. Sam's or Sammy's. Sammy's. Have you ever been to Sammy's Romanian Steakhouse? Nah, dog. You never, dude. You know what that is, though, on the Lower East Side. Nah, dog. Dude, you act like I'm a bored. Can we can we pull dog. can we pull this up on the screen here? Yeah. You would like this is a place where you would have gone with like the Verge for like a team dinner or something. Nah, dog. What does Sam get you at Steakhouse? Yeah, dog. I'm coach, dog. Yeah, but it's not this. Oh, that? Oh. Is this, is, oh, is, that. You know about it. You do know about it. Sammy's. No, this is this is. We gotta see inside. We gotta see a picture of the place because it's. It is a wild. It's a wild place, and they just serve you bottles of vodka that are like frozen on the outside, and just everyone gets hammered. And there's a guy playing piano, and then there's dancing, and it's just like this little dingy. Like you go downstairs, it looks like a rat cave. It looks. Look at these pictures. Looks crazy. Is that? If you're listening to the podcast, that guy looks like Steven Spielberg. Dog. You're listening to the podcast. Please go on Google right now. Search Sammy's Romanian. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's absolutely wild. It's a New York staple. Jack, what are your top five recommendations in New York City for anybody visiting here? Okay, top five. Top five (laughs) New York recommendations. Starting with number five, walk the Brooklyn Bridge. If it's nice out. If it's cold, don't do that. But walking the Brooklyn Bridge is real nice. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Beautiful. I mean, it's packed with tourists, but it's just nice. That area in Brooklyn on the other side is nice over there. That Dumbo area? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Do that. That's number five. Do Number four, um, if if the weather's good, again, go to Central Park. Go to the Great Lawn, Central Park, Sheep's Meadow or whatever it's called, and just post up, get a blanket, have a little picnic out there. Lovely. We used to do that in high school all the time. Great vibes. Great vibes. Go to the uh, go downtown to like World Trade Center area, nine eleven museum, Classic. all that stuff. Because that area is like brand is like pretty brand new and it's like super futuristic and crazy down there. Yo, the Oculus looks crazy. The Oculus, like all that area down there, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So so wild, so futuristic. That's cool. Katz's Delicatessen. Absolute fire flames. Where are you going for lunch today, Jack? Damn, I'm real thinking quick. about Katz's. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm asking. Thinking about Katz's. Um, and then I need one more. I mean, obviously, you got to eat pizza. The bagel. People sleep on the bagels. What kind Sam, of- is this your podcast? Are you are you the guest? I'm just getting Tompkins. Get out of here with Tompkins, here. dude. No. You don't know anything. You don't even know about Sammy's. <laughs> and your name's Sam. Essa Bagel. Essa Bagel. Essa Bagel is the goat. What? 
Essa Bagel is the best bagel in New York. Colin, you agree? Colin. It's up in, uh, on the east side. Colin, pull up Essa Bagel. Please. For the boys. So I've never had this. Now I'm... Uh... Essa Bagel is the best, the most fire bagels in New York. We used to, back in the day, I used to live right... That, so this one closed. It's, they moved across the street, but that's the sign. That's what it looks like. And they're just fire, fresh bagels <sighs> off top. Damn, what, what do you got on your bagel, Jack? Yeah, there's two. There's one on the Upper East Side. I think that's the Upper East Side one. Ooh-wee! It's Yo. amazing. You, you, you know, there, just a little cream cheese. Because the bagels are just so delicious. Like, you don't even need any. You can have a plain bagel with nothing on it, and it's fire S bagel because they're just hot and fresh. S bagel, baby. Dude, I- Got to get pizza and bagels in New York. They're just so good. They're so good. They're so... And, like, the thing about pizza, people are like, what's the best pizza? Any of... Like, Dude. they're all pretty... They're all good. Go to Sabaros. No, I'm just playing. I was about so to say, I don't know <laughs> I don't know about Sabaros. Wasn't there a thing with, like, Bill de Blasio, like, tried to rep Sabaros, and people were like, no, and he got roasted super hard because somebody, or, like, maybe it was President Trump rep Sabaros. Somebody, like, rep Sabaros as, like, a New Yorker. Michael, Michael Scott. Scott, classic. <laughs> Dude, right when you said Sabaros, I was going to be like, mm, I no, don't I'm know playing, about that. Playing, 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 playing. Is, eh. There's a spot near my crib that's supposed to be one of the best in New York. It's called Lucali, and it's fire. Lucali's Pizza. Lucali, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, Dave Chang has this oh, show yeah, called Ugly yeah, Delicious, yeah. and yeah, they yeah. go there, and the dude who's like he's with all, the whole time, that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, he he makes a fire pie. That's a that's a place where like you'll go in there and like Jay Z and Beyonce will be in there, because it's like, it's just like the most fire and it's pretty low low key Carroll Gardens low key neighborhood, but it's mobbed every time. Like you have to get there super early, but it's absolute fire pizza. Byob, and byob. That's good. Uh, another favorite plate. Damn, I'm I'm at like seven now. Eight or nine or ten. <laughs> just listing all the things. Red yep. Hook. Red Hook, Brooklyn. Cool-ass neighborhood. Super fun. A lot of fun stuff to do. I, I made us go there on company outings like seven times. Yep. Out to like Brooklyn Crab. Hometown barbecue. People sleep on that. People sleep on New York barbecue. Those guys cook it up right. I just did a barbecue tour of the entire country. I went everywhere. And I'm telling you, hometown is up there. Hometown's up there with anything I had in Texas. Anything I had in... Widow Jane. Oh, yeah, we went there. Widow Jane, you can get a little whiskey out there. Red, Red Hook's a cool place. Yo, that was a wild, that was a weird little tour, actually. Yeah. They had chickens. We drank too much. <laughs> they had chickens in the middle of the yep. spot. Like- go, to a, go to a baseball game. Yankees or Mets, both a lot of fun, good vibes. I guess you could do that in any city, though. They have baseball games, but, like, I don't know, in New York it's fun. Knicks games are really fun because it's packed. Even though the team sucks, MSG is just packed with people and like it just gets live. Dude, with your whole driving around the country thing, is there any other spots that you're going to plan on going to soon? Yeah, I'm trying to go to the Pacific Northwest in June. I haven't been out there yet. Hopefully, get out to Pacific Northwest in June on another RV adventure. Damn, let me know, dog. I'm Yeah, I will. Let I have, me know. I have a friend who um who has who owns an RV and he's been trying to get me to go on a trip with him. Um and he's organized this trip for June, so but I also hopefully can get out there 
fly out to Portland or something. Hell yeah. Hang out with John, Johnny Cross. Yo, I actually reached out. Shouts to Johnny Cross. Shouts to Johnny Cross. I reached out to him to help me make a, a logo for the podcast. And he did? And he pointed me in the right direction. Because, like, he he came up with some, uh, some, like, concepts. And then when I kept telling him, like, where the direction I really wanted to go, he was like, oh, he's he struggles with what I wanted. And he was like, he pointed me in the right direction. And I was like, yo, dude, shut up. What did you want? Is it is it the the one that we you have now? That's just something that we threw up. Like me, uh, like oh, so. You, so you're about to come out with some new, maybe some new new. If 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 it works out, because I I think what we have right now it works, dude. What's the direction that you wanted? Something eight bit. Okay. And then um, when I said eight bit, Johnny was like, oh, I I don't really do good with eight bit stuff. But he was he was on he was uh he was on board with helping me out and that's dope. Hell yeah, man! He's I, a man. I just reached out to him and he was like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, oh, dude, let me know how much this costs. And he was like, no, man, what, what this costs is a turkey sandwich when, when I see you in New York next time. I'm like, hell dude. yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. What a legend. Hell yeah, man. Johnny is, Johnny's dope, dude. But um, yeah, man, I, I don't know, dude. Should we wrap up the podcast? Is is there other stuff you want? We, we could keep talking, I, Jack. You know, thing. We could keep talking. I'm, make sure you subscribe, like, subscribe, buy my merch, all that stuff. <laughs> you got merch, all, dog? That's all I got to say. You got no, merch, I don't dog? have merch. Yo, dude, we got we got to come out with those shirts, dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Please. Oh yeah. Dude. Do you? Should we order them right now? We should. All right. But like. All right, that's it for the podcast. Miguel and I were about to make some merch, <laughs> yeah, so dude. we'll be back here in a couple months to plug the merch. Coming soon. Thanks. Thanks for everybody that tuned in on Twitch, and um, yeah, catch you guys in Shout the next podcast. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to Colin. Sham Seffer. Shout out to Patricio. What is it, Sam? Sham Seffer. Yeah. Sham Seffer. Shammy Seff. Suit Squad. Yeah, thanks for everybody who listened, man. Thanks for being on the podcast, Jack. I Peace. really appreciate it. Miguel, Thank thanks for having me. Anytime, brother. Of course, dude.